0: Series we have waited all season for is a Padres sweep, which means I'm likely buying Jim Sushi because we have a little bit of a bet going on whether or not the Padres would move Blake Snell or Josh Hader. It is the wrap up show. What a really good series for the Padres who moved within five games of a playoff spot as we approach the trade deadline, which is Tuesday afternoon. They have just one remaining game. It's against the lowly Rockies who just sold off parts today including veteran C.J. Krohn. So it's the wrap-up show. Padres, hold on, win a really good game today against the Rangers to sweep the series, their second three-game sweep of the year. If you're here, this is going to be a trade deadline primer. We'll talk about today. We'll get into the needs. We'll get into what is likely over the next 48 hours. Please subscribe. You're on content for Padres fans. Smash the like button for us. Hit the notification bell. You'll be notified when we have new videos. Follow us on social media, at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. If you're here live, if you wouldn't mind telling Padres fans right now that you're with us, we'd love to have more Padres fans with us here live tonight or on replay. If you're watching on replay, if you want to make sure we get your comment or your question here tonight, please click the dollar sign below the chat box. We'll get to every single Super here tonight. Thank you for your memberships as well. You can click the Join button down below. You'll get custom emojis and badges, and what a start to the show from our buddy, Jesse Mendoza. Let me, before we get to anything, before Jim comments, we have to get to Jesse. Jesse. Probably the most generous super chat we've had this season. Jesse. We'll get some claps. Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. Jesse. Awesome. All right. Let's read this and then let's get Jim's reaction to uh, this weekend. Jesse. Thank you. Seriously. That's incredible. He says, great dub and series. I've tried to become a member, but every time Google puts a hold on my card, all good. This is very generous, Jesse. We truly appreciate it. And maybe this is some of the karma uh, that will push the Padres um, to a good trade deadline behind A.J. Preller because there's a lot on the line, obviously, Jim, over the next 48 hours, not just in terms of what they do on the field, but the decisions that they make. What do they buy? Do they sell anything? Do they stand pat? It's still a little bit of a mystery with about 36 hours to go. Yeah, thanks Jesse. Uh
1: very generous of you. Uh didn't have to do that, but uh thank you very much for that super chat and uh we always appreciate you being with us. You're one of our loyal viewers and listeners, so uh thank you. Um Yeah, this this was a series that they absolutely needed. I said it on Saturday on Friday at Blind Burrow that this series, depending on how it goes, like I felt like this series after listening to everybody talk about it that was in the know, was gonna determine a lot of the of the direction of this team. If they won two or three, like say they won on Friday night and they lost yesterday and they won today, I still think it's the same mindset after a sweep. Um, but like if they lost two or three, I think it's a foregone conclusion that they're looking hard at trading away Snell and hater if they got swept it was also a foregone conclusion that they're getting rid of hater no doubt and snell but a sweep or two out of three i think is definitely has swayed them i know that in the athletic tonight uh it was said that they're still fielding offers on them like that is a due diligent thing at this point in time in my mind because they've probably have fielded offers for snell and hater for a little while now but um up to this point after this weekend like you're still gonna i feel like have to do it just to see if someone just blows you out of the water
0: um yeah but could you even do let's say someone blows you out of the water you could do it you you can still make that trade no within a game of 500 if they win tomorrow and you get blown out of the water and you're going to move one of these two players right now well would there be any scenario where you trade snell and hater well, I go back to what I said a week ago, Jim. I mean, my opinion hasn't drastically changed. I think the Padres, to their credit, have put themselves in a position where this is doable, but there's work to be done. So, um, you know, listen, the, the team they've been for the better part of the last 100 games is still a team that's under 500. Now, if they play better in July? You better believe it, and that's why they're in this position. Can they continue it in August, September? I have no idea. If they decide not to sell, it's a risky proposition. If they decide to sell, there's a risk involved there as well, no doubt about it. There is no perfect – I don't think there's a perfect trade deadline necessarily for A.J. Preller. There's a risk involved both ways. But at this point, of course, I'd be surprised because look at the way they've played. I mean, they've just swept the Texas Rangers, so they've kind of taken that card out of A.J. Preller's deck. It's going to be very hard to make sizable – you know, to sell off sizably – because you're playing well in July. Now I stick by what I've said, which is I've watched this team for hundred something games and they're still under 500. So they still have a lot to prove to us, but five games out um, it's absolutely doable. And I think at this point um, they're going to do things to put themselves in a better position to win this year would be my guess.
1: Yeah. And this weekend, you know, there was a lot of great things this weekend. Pitching was phenomenal from Joe to you Darvish and Blake Snell today uh, absolutely lived up to the billing. Um, It makes you think about this team. If they can get the offense behind the pitching, which they did this weekend, like, man, if these guys are on short series, like playoff series, like that's what you want. It's just, the offense has been such a hit or miss this year that after what they did on Friday night, winning seven, one, it was like, well, guess they're going to score one run tomorrow, but they didn't. And they They won Saturday and they won today. Uh, Gary Sanchez was awesome again today. I think, uh, you know, Juan Soto, even with his finger issue, has been super consistent. And then today, the only thing that scares you is, like, how long is this injury, if it's even bad, like how long is this injury to Hassan Kim going to prevent him from being out there? Because he's been – I mean, I'm looking at his numbers, John – Dude's got a, almost a better OPS than Fernando Tati's Jr. there at this point in the season. That's incredible. He has been incredible for this team of late. And probably as of right now, their MVP of this year, when you think about it, between him and like Soto. Like offensively, Hassan Kim has been one of their most consistent players all year long. So that's kind of the only concern coming out of this weekend is like the health of Hassan Kim. Um, and the bullpen looks good. Robert Suarez being back, I mean, shocker, makes a huge difference. Uh, but it it just feels doesn't it feel different? Like didn't you this team needed this, and I think the fan base needed this. Now they could just go in the shitter. They could absolutely do that. Uh, and they have to still win more than four games in a row, or more than three games in a row, and have to be above 500. But I don't know, man. Just it. It felt a little different this weekend.
0: They've started to play better at home. It feels like they are playing with this urgency we've talked about. It's almost like they knew that if they didn't play well this weekend, this thing would be torn apart, and that's what they needed, potentially, to play some of their best baseball. The Hassan Kim thing, no doubt. I mean, if they didn't have him even for a game in Colorado, it's a significant loss because they've been plugging him in at the top of the lineup, and he's produced as well as any leadoff hitter in baseball, basically, since he's been in that leadoff spot. Now, this is – this is literally getting a series handed to you on a silver platter. You have a couple of things. The Rangers, look at their health and injuries, by the way, this weekend. Yeah, Who cares? Bunch of by the way, I could care less. It's I sweet. Know. Who cares? Um, but it worked out very well for you. And look at Colorado heading into this series. Dude. They just traded off Randall Gritchick, who's had an amazing year. Mm-hmm. CJ crohn has been awful, but I'm sure he would kill the Padres. Murder them. If he was still there. So, I mean, this is a wounded animal in, in Colorado. I mean, they, they've been awful. They, they're yeah. not even a wounded animal. I mean, they've been awful. Right, And now they're okay at home, but they're trading off some veteran pieces. And maybe they trade more off, by the way, between now and their game tomorrow. So this is – got to win two out of three in Denver. And then you get the Dodgers for a four-game series. That's going to tell you a lot. Yeah, but of course by then we'll be past the the trade deadline. But it's going to be really interesting. I'll say this, as obviously the way the team has performed – it's changing Peter Sadler and A.J. Preller's thinking. I'd be very surprised, obviously, at this point, if Blake Snell or Josh Hader move. I wouldn't say it's impossible. I'd be very surprised. I'd also be very surprised, Jim, if they moved the top three or four prospect in their organization to get better. That's just how I feel. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. I could see some minor moves. I think they could upgrade their bullpen. Their bench has been terrible. I think they could upgrade their bench. I wouldn't be shocked if they added a back-end starting pitcher, but I'd be surprised if they gave up something like Jackson Merrill um to upgrade this 2023 team let me get I, to this real yeah. quick um jared thank you for your membership and your super he says here comes the 20 game winning streak you can speak that into existence um they have matched their longest winning streak of the year at three <laughs> see if they, they win- can surpass that tomorrow dude
1: if they win 20 games in a row <laughs> they'll be well set up to win the it'll division be, it'll be pretty good to not only, yeah to not only win the division but be one of the hottest teams i mean obviously the hottest team in baseball well, they'll be in first
0: place if they win 20 in a row because they put the Dodgers at least four in there. And they're only eight games back of the Dodgers. Right. Yeah. So that would also be a franchise record if they're able to do that. Um, J.D. Castro, thank you. He says, Padres and Cubs both going for it. Love it as a sports fan. Yeah, we saw the Cubs aren't going to move Bellinger. How could they? I think they've won eight of nine, had an eight-game winning streak snapped, I think, today. Padres obviously are playing their best baseball of the year right now. You got a lot of buyers. If you're adding the Padres to the list of buyers and taking the Cubs off the list of sellers, you're up to like 22 buyers potentially with 36 hours to go, something like that. Yeah, The, the and
1: the thing is maybe they just stand pat. Like maybe they're like, hey, we got Robert Suarez back. He was the piece we needed in the bullpen. We have Luis Campisano and Gary Sanchez alternating as our DH. You know, we have Brett Sullivan here as a backup catcher. He's not going to play much, but like just in case. And just as long as Hassan Kim's not like, just, like too injured and the injury is just like a day to day
0: thing and it's not anything bad. Yep. We feel good about what we have. I mean, do but okay, let's go down that path. So you're not going to sell and you feel like the team has played well, but you still you've you've seen the bench right? Let me read the bench. What's the it's, bench it's, right now? It's horrible john the The bench right now, Matthew Batten, Matt Carpenter, who Bob Melvin says needs to play against the Rockies. dude um Alfonso Rivas and Brett Sullivan I mean, not the greatest <laughs> and and you might say, well, okay, but you've got a really good you know you got six, seven starters that are really producing. they're playing basically every single day, and that's fine. I agree with that. But you haven't been good in close games. Now, they mm-hmm. won a two-run game today, but they haven't been good in close games. I think the bench matters. Nick Martinez, by the way, has been super leaky yeah. um, and wasn't good today. So I think if you're not going to sell, I think you got to think about moderate upgrades. I think you have to. I just don't – if you're not going to sell, it's like, well, your goal then is to make the postseason. Well, can you just make the postseason by not making any moves? Maybe. I mean, maybe. I
1: just – I think they can get pieces without trading away a top five prospect in the sure, organization. I agree with that. I agree. But that's the that's the thing you wonder about Preller is, is, is he going to view this team as still like an all-in situation? So, hey, if I can go out and get, uh, you know, a solid bench piece or a DH, everyday DH, is trading away Robbie Snelling okay? Like, I don't know.
0: In, in, in wait wait for a bench piece did you say for an everyday dh for an everyday dh
2: New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
0: Do we have names that we would be thinking about? The kid in, um, the kid in D.C., Jamer Candelario. Yeah. Um, you saw they were attached today, and I saw some MLB trade rumors. Trevor Larnick, who's had a bad year, but he's very young with the Twins. It's in, I'd be curious to see, Are they?
1: what are they most concerned about? Are they most concerned about the offense, or are they most
0: concerned about pitching? What are they, fourth in baseball and runs scored in July? My thing that would worry me is if my starting pitching breaks down a little bit. I've had the Waka situation. I have Lugo innings, and Musgrove, Darvish, Snell have been so good, maybe not as much Darvish, but they've been reliable, that I'd be fearful of what if they have to skip a turn in the rotation? Where are we turning? Mm-hmm. So, like, I would love to have an additional starting pitcher if I was AJ Preller. I yeah, just would. Because like, this weekend, this is what you're supposed to do
1: with your one, two, and three. Correct. And, and you're supposed to sweep. You're supposed to win when you have Darvish on the mound, when you have Musgrove on the mound, and when you have Snell on the mound now. Like, those are win days. And they accomplished that this weekend, which was amazing to see. And they scored this weekend. They didn't have – I mean, there were times where you're like, uh, you guys, what's going on here? Bases loaded, you score one run, no outs. Like, what are we doing? But they got the job done. They got pop. They they did everything this weekend that you wanted to see them do. Um, the last two nights, especially with how the bullpen was set up and how the pitching set it up, with going a combination of Martinez, Wilson, Suarez, Hater. Like that is so far the best we've seen out of this bullpen. And what makes you feel most comfortable all season long? Really. Uh, other
0: than Martinez, right? I I don't feel comfortable at all with no I don't, Martinez. I don't feel
1: comfortable with Martinez either yeah. at this point in time. But I also don't want to. I, I I'm not like I don't feel the same way about him as I do like a Luis, Luis Garcia, Garcia or someone else of the ilk.
0: Well, I like Wilson Suarez hater. How could you not? But I right, think right, you yeah. need a fourth. I think you need a fourth really reliable arm mm-hmm. in that bullpen. But that's fair point. Maybe maybe that's. I don't know. Maybe that's getting a little like Packers can't be choosers because their bullpen actually has been pretty good, especially at the end. Obviously, final couple of innings. HBVV, thank you for the super guys. If you're here, subscribe here on content for Padres fans as we lead you up to the trade deadline. Uh, we will have shows for you, of course, leading up to the trade deadline over the next couple of days as well. Right here on YouTube, also John and Jim on San Diego Sports 760. Also, thank you for the supers. Click the dollar sign below the chat box, like our buddy HBVV B B F B N, who says Crone is not in Colorado anymore they better sweep. Um, If they sweep this series, they'd really be rolling. It would be as good of a stretch as they've had in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. I would say at that point, they'd be over 500. Um, It's certainly an opportunity. I just looked, I think Colorado is 23 and 28 at home this year. So not horrific, but not good at all. And again, they just lost two veterans in Krohn and Gritchick. So I, I think it's kind of silver platter stuff, and the Padres are playing well, and it's an opportunity where where you have to win a series at the very least. Yeah, by the end, I mean, if you go two or three, you're still not
1: above 500, still game under. But you're, but, yeah, you're getting. Close. You need to like continue. You need to continuously chip away at this thing. Um, five games is still a good amount, but yep. it's not the end of the world as of right now. Yep. You know, you just can't have a stretch where you go three and seven and 10 games and the teams in front of you go like seven and three and a 10 games. Like you just, you do that. Then you're pretty much saying night, night, like you yeah. need to play consistent
0: for the rest of the year. I thought about it today. And I was, I, I thought I'm like, you know what, can they lose? Can they have another three game losing streak this year? And I, I rethought about it. initially I was Like they can't have another three game losing streak. And then I thought about it again. I said they can have one, you know, okay. what, like in, in 50 something games. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Like you can have one three-game losing streak from here on out, and the rest of the baseball has to be good baseball. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. I mean, maybe that'll be proven wrong because it's still a lot of games. but I don't think they can suffer multiple three-game losing streaks from here on out. No, you. I, I, I don't.
1: No, I, I agree with you, and it's up to them. You know, like we didn't f- officially write this team off. Uh, you know, but like it felt like this wasn't. Oh, they were on be life it. support. They were on life support. And the only thing that we said, as far as the rest of the season goes, is prove us wrong. Like prove us wrong. Go out there and play good baseball that you haven't played all year long. And then once you guys get above 500, then we'll talk, you know, like you haven't done it yet. So we're not going to fall for it. Mm Um, hold on, there's a fly. So, yeah, I, I think they, this weekend definitely helped. Um, I'm still not all the way fully back in because
0: they got to be above 500 and you got to win more than three games in a row. Like, I'm sorry. You just got to. And I still say that like, you know, to make a big decision based on a week's worth of data when you had 90 something games of data is a little bit tricky. Like you have to be careful here. Now If they play like this from here on out, they got a really good shot to make the postseason. But what if they don't play like the team we've seen in July? And what if they look like the team that we saw in April, May, and June? So that's the calculation I have to at least think about, I think, right now from AJ Preller. Ryan, thank you for the super chat. Uh, He says, we sweep Colorado, then what do my fellows think? I mean, we kind of just discussed it. I mean, I think if they sweep Colorado, they're going to be one of the hottest teams in baseball. And they'll be putting themselves in a position where everything's in front of them. And, you know, what are they going to be? Three and a half, four games out of a playoff spot. So they'll be as positioned as well as you could have asked, considering when they were eight games under 500 about a month ago. You sweep Colorado and you go back above 500, then I'm back in. Then I'm fully all
1: in. I'm not, I'm giving my trust back to the Padres. Like they will, they will earn, they will have. <laughs> That'll last until
0: the next two game losing streak. Right.
1: They will have earned my trust back. Um, For about a day. Because that's what I said. I, I, I stand by it until this team gets above 500, I c- you can't take them seriously. Now, you can ease off of that because of how well they've been in this, how well they played this past weekend, but, like, they've done this before. They were this close... A couple times. A you know, couple times getting back yep. over 500, and then they shit the bed. Yeah. So, like, they need to get over that hump. They need to get above 500, and until that happens, like, I'm still at a little bit of arm's length away. And when they do get over 500 then okay boom back to being serious back to really like going for this thing and back into back into it all not saying that i'm not in it because i am obviously it's just that's how i feel um with a little bit of hesitation still um and knowing that this weekend worth of games was great and they absolutely needed it but it is a weekend like that Try to be a little bit measured here, even though it's something I think feel like everyone's like World Series now.
0: Right. I mean, they they had lost two of three to Pittsburgh. Right. I mean, how quickly we forget they're nine and seven post All Star break. Remember what I said post All Star break. I said the worst thing for AJ Preller is a team that goes nine and seven out of the All Star break, <laughs> and they can because win that it's, it's better than seven and nine. I literally said I think the worst thing he could do is have a team that goes nine and seven out of the All Star break because he's going to think he's got something, but does he? And if if they lose tomorrow, then you're nine and eight, and you're like uh it seems better than that it really does they've had a very nice july but again they're two games under 500 they've won three of the last four series uh james thank you he says i second that 20 game winning streak hashtag keep the faith it would be nice it would be i'll take a six game winning streak right now sweep of colorado would go a long way thank you james for hanging out as always richard thank you for the super chat he says dodger fan here after the sweet Padres won't sell, okay. may make a move for DH and bench help. Enjoy your passion, and I stream your radio show at work. We appreciate that, Richard. Thank you. Thank you. I'm um, no, your Dodger fan. Appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, I think this series coming up this weekend after the deadline is massive. Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, the difference between winning three or four and losing three of four could dictate, like, everything. You said that about the Philly series out of the All-Star break, and it felt huge. And they've had a, you know, it's taken a couple of weeks to dig out. From that Philly series, um, Dodgers are eight games up. I mean, you know, Dodgers are well positioned. The thing isn't fully over, but man, that mm-hmm. series coming up next weekend—I think it's a wraparound, Friday through Monday at Petco—that's going to be that's going to be bonkers potentially. And, and the one thing about the Dodgers is, if you look
1: close closer at the Dodgers right now, you got Mookie, I believe, is injured. Their pitching has been atrocious. I mean, their pitching has been god awful. Like yeah. some, like their yeah. their ERA as a as a, as a group. It's bad. Um, they're not invincible like they were last year. I think oh, yeah. they're, not winning they're definitely games. beatable. The only problem is like they're still the Dodgers. And for some stupid reason, they find ways. And you Especially have Especially the Padres and you got to overcome that. If you want to even sniff
0: the division which i don't want to talk about yeah i don't because want to talk about the division because even if i mean yeah. there's three teams in front of them even if you took three out of four from the dodgers for example next weekend you're gaining two games but baby steps get, let's up just get into, first. yeah just get into right and get into playoff positioning um, yeah. maybe at the expense of the dodgers but richard thank you uh john thank you for your super chat as well guys if you're here subscribe if you're here we appreciate your support the super chats click the dollar sign below the chat box We'll get to every single Super tonight. This is the trade deadline primers. The Padres are heading for Colorado within two games of 500 after sweeping the Rangers. Um, He says we should go get uh, Carlos Hernandez from Kansas City, Kyle Finnegan from Washington, and add the H-bat or get a starter and move Lugo to the pen. Let's roll. All right, Carlos Hernandez this year, Jim, has been very good. Sub-1 whip, 3.63 ERA. That's with the Royals. Kyle Finnegan this year has a 3.07 ERA. He's got a 1.2 whip. He has 14 saves this year for the Nationals. Um, I'm trying to see. Finnegan is under control for years. Carlos Hernandez is under control for years. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think, though, about adding this bullpen piece? We've been saying the bullpen's good. I've been a little critical of Nick Martinez. Um, Is that a priority right now to add to this bullpen heading into the deadline? Yeah. Yeah adding to the bullpen
1: and a a bench piece that could be a DH or play in the outfield or in the infield. I mean that, that to me, even before the year started, or as we got into the year, we, we talked about it before this team, you know, kind of shit itself was like, (laughs) they need to get better pieces around the edges, right? They need a a better DH, obviously. um, And you need some bullpen help. Like that was, and maybe a starter just because of, of Waka and Lugo's innings. You know, you don't have anybody behind them. Like, you're not trusting uh, Ryan Weathers with a lot of outings and a lot of innings to, you know, rely on that. So, yeah, I, I think a bullpen piece, you know, Alex Verdugo is a guy that just went on, on the trade market, I guess, apparently, um, reported by members in Boston. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I think there's other pieces out there. Like, this is going to sound stupid. But, hey, you know, Tommy Pham is a guy like he's no. having a good year. Uh, um, you got old friend Brent Rooker of the A's. He's a DH guy and he's had a great season for the A's. Um, you know, you can look at other pieces and I know Jim Bowden put uh, a primer out as well. And I, I was looking at some of these these names um, and this was like a day ago, but if you look at the position players, he had like Elaine Thomas of the Washington, mm-hmm. I think is a name that would be definitely helpful in here in San Diego. Um, starting pitching wise, like you got Eduardo Rodriguez, the Tigers, um, you know, Jack Flaherty's the Cardinals, like they're selling off a bunch of pieces. Um, Jordan Montgomery already got traded. Yep, um, But there's definitely pieces out there and it's a it's a seller's market. So excuse me, it's a buyer's market with a lot of things to be sold. No, no, game. no. It's a seller's market. Seller's market. Seller's sorry. Market.
0: <laughs> sorry. It is a um, seller's
1: market. Yeah, you know, you got you got pieces out there that you can go out and get. And and I know he loves short stops. Like it'd be stupid, but like Tim Anderson is another short stop out there. Go get Tim care. Anderson and Tommy Pham yeah.
0: and make the go win the World Series. Um <laughs> Cruiser, thank you for the super chat. He says with Kim out, Jake it's second, who plays first um who would they move who would play for Matthew Batten either Batten or Rivas yeah it's not great it's not great not good at all and if Kim it's a good point I mean even if it's nothing I mean even if he missed a day two days it's mm-hmm. something Yeah. you know even if it's nothing it's something because of that I mean that that's a that's a really good point and that speaks to their depth can they overcome an injury to someone for a week that's not a long time can they overcome an injury to one of their You know, six offensive contributors for a week. I think it's a legitimate question because their lack of lack of depth. And Kim has been so good for this team. I feel
1: like every time I turn the game on, and Kim's done something. Like he's either got a walk, or he got a base hit, or he stole the base. Like you know, he's. I felt like this last homestand, and 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 especially halfway through the the ten game road trip, like Hassan Kim was doing everything for this team mm-hmm. all the time he's been amazing um so yeah if he's out for multiple
0: days like that that sucks and that does that does hurt you for sure oh my gosh you are just gonna look up like his july stats have to be just bonkers they are um where's splits let me just look them up his july splits he is at 1000 ops in july <laughs> 1004 ops on kim as a leadoff hitter i mean you can't He can't play better than that, I don't think. Just keep playing like that, and you got a postseason team potentially. Delta J4, thank you. Um, Now, this is the other side of the coin. (laughs) He says, I will not be fooled by this team again. Um, That's the other side of the coin. Now, we'll see, though. I mean, you got to see this through. I mean, if they can go to Denver and, and play well, then, you know, is it being fooled? You know, if they come back home having one two out of three or more sweeping that series, then, I mean, you got to ride this thing out. They're five games out, and we're two days in front of the trade deadline. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows what's going to happen? This won't be easy, even if they play well for the next month. This won't be easy. No. But it could be fun if they play well for the next month. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I feel the same way, Delta.
1: Uh, like, that's why I'm still, this is great. Great timing. Couldn't have asked for better timing. Still get up a 500 win tomorrow, officially win four games in a row for the first time all year, and then go and, and never finish under five, never be under
0: 500 for the rest of the season. You saw today. Um, is it Zavala, who's like their top 10 outfield prospect, was removed from a game? I think there was one or two other players removed from a game today for the Padres. That's somewhat curious. I think it was the eighth inning on Zavala. Um, hmm. Does that I mean, have to do with anything, who the hell knows, (laughs) you know, but as of now, nothing is kind of, here's the interesting thing about the Padres. Do you need that one additional game to make a determination? I wouldn't think you would. I really wouldn't. I mean, win or lose tomorrow against Colorado. Is that any discernible change? So if you're AJ, are you waiting for the result of tomorrow's game before making a full you know, no. critique. I mean, are you are you going to wait for tomorrow's result before determining whether you're going to sell Josh Hader and Blake Snell? I can't see that. I just can't see that. And are you going to wait for tomorrow's result to add to your bench? You he, know, he, or, it doesn't make any sense to me. I I
1: believe that this weekend was going to determine a lot. There, I I would bet you this. I this is what I think AJ Pillar had. I'm sure he had a list of okay. If we lose two or three or get swept this weekend, that's the route we're going. If we win two or three or sweep this weekend, this is the route we're going. And by Sunday night, we're going, we're deciding one way or the other: is it this route or is it this route? And I think sweeping this series against the Texas Rangers, they went the route of potentially buying or just standing pat. I think that the route of selling and looking for um, deals for Snell and Hater, even though it's been reported that they're still you know, getting calls about them. I think that's gone. I think it's by or stand pat. That's the decision that has been made by Preller. And right now that's the course of action.
0: Or is it both? And I'm not saying specifically with Snell or Hater, but could Lugo be on his way out while you bring in starting pitching? Could, um, now I'm trying to think, because there's so lit. could Trent Grisham be on his way out because you're adding to your outfield. I think those are possibilities. I really do. I would not be surprised if Seth Lugo, Trent Grisham, um, I would be surprised on Hader and Snell, but I wouldn't be surprised if they sell off and also add. Right, and that to me would signal that if you're getting
1: rid of Trent Grisham, if you're trading Trent Grisham, then that has to be for an upgrade. It has to be. I agree with you. I agree with you and if and if that's the case then i'm i'm 100% for it.
0: Well, it's going to be perceived i i agree with you. I mean, i think it i think it's going to be perceived as an upgrade. He said 200 this year, right? So, no matter what they do, like if, if they bring you it right out now back and
1: and you know just because that name is so fresh in my mind and i saw it on social media before we went on, Alex Verdugo
0: in place of Trent Grisham. Mm. How much of an upgrade is that? A significant upgrade, but um uh, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know what the cost is going to be on something like that. He's had a really nice year. As you know, he hasn't. Is it a two point eight WAR in a solid year? Gets on uh, base about thirty five percent of the time. How long is he under contract? Another year. Left-handed bat. Would you do Robbie
1: Snelling for Alex Verdugo?
0: <laughs> I was just see these are the type of questions because you get them through next year. I really don't even know how to think about a question like that, to be honest with you. I'm just looking at Verdugo, and uh, this would
1: signal. I'm just looking at, like, okay. You know, he's he's not had a good month of July, okay? His career numbers are only kind of, you know, meh. They're meh. I mean, dude, he's a 284 career hitter. Come on, give me a break. That's good.
0: It's 770 OPS. I mean, he's got no pop. Okay, is Bring he better in Grisham? San Grisham? Is he Barry Grisham? Yeah, but everyone basically that plays in the big leagues is okay. Well, if this team's
1: been <laughs> this team's been needing an upgrade over at center field offensively for since Grisham got here, no doubt. So go do what you're saying. So if you have an opportunity to upgrade at that position, and it means Trent Grisham go bye bye, then do you do it? I think that to me is like a rounding out of the edges and it's not, I don't think it would be viewed or as like a, another crazy AJ Preller trade again. Like it it would, it would to me, it'd be like, that's a smart trade because Mm -hmm. you're, you're upgrading a position that desperately needs an upgrade.
0: I don't know. He's owed in 2024. It's arbitration. I don't think it's a huge number. He's making 6.3 this year. So maybe eight, something like that. Um, all right, let's get back to the live chat in a moment. Thank you guys for the supers. We're going to get to every one of them. We know we're delayed a handful of minutes, at least we're probably delayed 15 or 20 minutes on the supers. We'll get to all the supers, get those in. Please subscribe if you're here as well. We need to remind you that we can't do this without your support. We also can't do this without the support of our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz at farmers insurance. He's been with the channel since day one, which is now about two years, if not a little more than two years, At this point, and take it from us, he's a great insurance agent. I've got a homeowner's earthquake and life insurance policy with Mark. If you switch your insurance to Mark, he's going to save you $750 or more. Simple as that. And he's a great insurance agent. I had a claim in here in 2022. He saved us thousands of dollars and he made everything so easy. He just has great service and communication. It would have been a disaster if not for Mark. I'm I'm not kidding. It would have been an absolute disaster if not for Mark, but he took care of everything. He did it for myself, my wife, and my family. So we we can't thank Mark enough. He's a San Diegan. He's a lifelong Padres fan. Give him a call. he will talk to you about the Padres. he will talk to you about saving money on your insurance. If it's a renewal, if it's a new policy, click the link in the description down below. You get a free quote online or give him a call. Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance, the title sponsor here of The Wrap-Up Show.
1: Yeah, all his information always is above my head. MNimitz at FarmersAgent.com. When you reach out to our buddy Mark, let him know that John and Jim from The
0: Wrap-Up Show sent you. All right, let's get caught up here. Uh, Matt, thank you for the super. He says, Padres need to sell Hassan Kim jerseys. <laughs> it's crazy they don't. I didn't realize that. They do. They're, they're in the store right now? Maybe they're all sold out. Maybe, yeah. But I, I know point. they do. They Of course they do. They they. Of course, it's yeah. Hassan Kim. I they have That's a they have a,
1: they have a programmed Hassan Kim chant that goes to the loudspeakers. Yeah, and, and they it have sounds like Hassan Kim. They have a Hassan Kim video board like hype thing. They're yeah. selling. They're selling his jersey. Yeah, and
0: they're opening next year in Korea. Yeah. So he probably so he probably won't be traded. Um, Jesse, thank you for the generous super again he says can we please talk about how kim has progressed over the past few years it's incredible yeah he couldn't hit velocity his first year and then he struggled to hit velocity last year and now he just hits basically everything and he's got a good eye and he gets on base and he runs and he plays three positions he plays three positions second short and third i mean the, the guy's like a mini mini everything i don't know why mini i'm saying like he's like a MVP light player this year, to be honest with you, across baseball is what he's done this year. And me personally, his first two years, I completely
1: writ- wrote this guy off. Like, I, I just, Hassan Kim, like, give me a break. You know, yeah. his first two years were not good, especially his first year in the big leagues. Last year, he showed moments, but overall wasn't good. And the start of this year was like, meh. You know, like, you know, it's to me, Hassan Kim, I viewed him as like a nice piece, but never anything special offensively. And he'll, he'll be a good, you know, fill in guy for defensive purposes because he's so good. He's so good in the field. And always the thing with Hassan Kim was if he could ever hit, he would be viewed as a super valuable player. And guess what? He's hitting and he's hitting at a high clip. And it's not just like, for average. I mean, he's getting on base. He's got 20 plus steals this year, John.
0: I don't know if you knew. Like 21. I know. Well, we talked about the other uh, maybe a week ago on the wrap-up show when he was at 16 or 17 or 18, whatever it was. He literally could be this
1: year a 2020 player with a gold glove and an OPS around 830-840. Hitting yeah, it's amazing. Hitting almost 300. That's but incredible.
0: The, but they gave the 80 million to Corona worth that's now the, the Kim deals an amazing deal. I mean 4 for 20. He's a 20 million dollar player this year, truthfully. Easily. 4 years 20 million like is a steal. Like 27 I think it was. Was it that much? It was 4 for 27 or 28. Okay. Well, it's an amazing deal because the final 3 years of this deal, last year, this year, next year presumably are are amazing, are steals. He's been he's been incredible.
1: I mean he's just been absolutely incredible um for this team this past month especially um that's why the injury today, you're like, oh, God, please, please, please don't be anything I know. And major. And he always
0: goes so hard. He's always, like, shaking off or shaking yeah. out something. Mm-hmm. And that does worry you. And, yeah, it's what, a jammed shoulder, I think is what they're calling it, day-to-day. Uh, we'll see. I mean, is that literally day-to-day, or could it take a series or more for uh, HSK? All right, Jake, thank you for uh, the super chat. It says, thoughts? AJ adds Adam out you know um here's the thing i want to say he's on the mets he is and he's also got an option a player option for 2024 that's why i don't like it so he's old and he's got a player option so mm-hmm. and he's making over seven this year i mean he's had an okay year he's got a 3-4 era i don't love a player option on a 37 year old that's making over seven million dollars a year personally mm-hmm. um I don't. I don't need the extra year on a thirty-seven-year-old. I'd rather have the rental and pay less. I don't need the extra year on the thirty-seven-year-old for me. Right? Do you need a thirty-eight-year-old next year in your bullpen? Are you counting no. on that? I don't. No, I really don't. He's going to make ten million dollars or something next year. See, again, like uh, for relievers, I'm good if you get a rental reliever
1: because that guy's not going to cost yeah, who you a cares? Lot. Right? And who cares? But If you get a guy that has another year attached to it, and especially that age, especially at that money, you're like, uh, Yeah, player option, not that. team option. I, yeah. I don't I don't
0: like that. Um, HBVV, thank you again. He says, uh, he got a kick from a Dodger channel. Oh, he got kicked out from a Dodger channel because he said LA smells. Wow. Well, that kind of makes sense, I guess, because <laughs> you're in an LA channel, but you can say it here, man. Yeah, say it here as often as you'd like. I mean, if Dodger fans infiltrate this chat, and yeah. And can be stuff, super annoying.
1: Yeah, and we typically boot, don't ban them. I, I don't think. I, um, I booted someone the other night Did because you? he
0: was calling people in the chat like losers and stuff. Um, um Andrew, Dodger, thank man. you. Um, he says Kim is third in major league baseball in war our best player. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot Same. of it's been with his defense, um, but it's still incredible. I mean, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It, it just is, shows, right? Uh, maybe he should have been an all star this year. <laughs> yeah, maybe, probably. Yeah. Uh, Matt, thank you for the super chat. He says, if Kim is out, Cronin is oh, second. My God. <laughs> no, you don't want to sign Hosmer off the no. street. First. No. What is he doing? No. Selling insurance? He's not in baseball right now? He is
1: in his mansion in Miami, just chilling, bro. Doing a be- living the best dad
0: life. Is that right? I didn't realize that. Just, uh, did you see thank you uh our buddy mike what's going on mike uh, thank you for your membership in the super chat says uh what about ty france would he help thanks guys you saw they made him available today ty france is having a really bad season yeah you know it's not it's not good it's actually like um it's like a trent grisham jay award type season and he is not a free agent until 2026 but yeah i don't i don't mm-hmm. know i mean i guess if, if it's a flyer and he's on your bench but i don't know he's been he hasn't been good if you want to yeah. I, I don't know what the motivation would be i'll just say this buying Ty, low Ty france is an upgrade over the entire bench so right and so that's, that's why think, but you'd have to buy it you'd have to buy real low i think
1: and that's fine i mean if you're buying low
2: for a but guy i'm saying that i know shown, i mean are
0: you capable of buying low i think oh, so i think you are but, but are do they want more? It's a seller's market. He's had, you know, more production previously to twenty twenty three, maybe. But again, if
1: you can get him for not a lot, he is even though he's having a bad year, he's infinitely he's a an upgrade over your entire bench, um, and that's what they need. And then like everyone hates to do it, including myself, <laughs> but. Look at the 2021 Braves <laughs> and the trades they made at the deadline. I don't think they made one significant trade at the deadline other than like Eddie Rosario. And guess what? Eddie Rosario turned out to be the NLCS MVP. So, Jorge Soler was the World Series MVP, right? Right. And those two guys weren't having like the best of years. Um, and they definitely helped out, obviously. Now here's the difference. You I know, know the difference? Yes.
0: What is it? What's the difference? <laughs> exactly. You don't know. Here's the difference. AJ Priller has not proven that he can effectively oh, right, yeah. effectively make that many moves that are going to impact his roster. I, know. I mean, he just hasn't. I mean, I hope, I hope he does. But if he's going to make a series of four moves right now that are on the periphery and they all pan out, that will be incredible because he hasn't necessarily shown that the last nine years. Yeah, every move that... uh the Braves made in 2021, like it (laughs) worked. Exactly. Exactly. That's a good point. Um, Let's see here. Keaton, thank you for the uh, super chat. He says, another reason to buy. Dodgers might get Otani next year. need to follow the Braves 2021 model and buy protect top three prospects, fill holes, DH plus arm or arms. This is a very good super. Thank you, Keaton. Um, I'm not worried overall, or I'm not worried about 2024 as of yet with the Dodgers. I think the 2021 model with the Braves is something Jim just brought up. I think it's a very good point. But can you emulate that? That's almost like a lightning in a bottle. You get three or four or five moves that all pay off. But the Padres sometimes make three, four, five moves and they all don't work out. Right. And you got to make sure that you're not giving up a bunch of these
1: players, and you're not over you're not overbuying right. them. And all of a sudden, you don't have Jackson Merrill. Right. Because you don't have
0: Robbie Snelling. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting way to look at it, though, and I agree. I mean, DH, you can never have too much pitching. I think they could use a starter. Um, Danny, thank you for the super chat. He says, uh, Lugo to the bullpen for the postseason, lefty bat most needed. Yeah, the lefty bat thing has been discussed. We've mentioned some lefty bats, by the way, tonight here in the chat, Um, and I'm sure it's an area that they're absolutely looking at. I think there's no question about it. Um, And Lugo probably will be in the bullpen in the postseason, right, Jim, just based on innings? Yeah, I think so, for sure. Alejandro, thank you. He says, Kim's been amazing, and not to take away anything from him, but when he's the best player on a team with Machado, Soto, Tatis, et cetera, doesn't that say a lot about this year's team? Still have faith, though. That's, that's interesting. I mean, he's emerged. These other players have been, you know, at times have had huge, you know, look at Machado's July, look at Soto's year, I'd say, at this point. Tatis has had moments. So, I mean, that's fair. I mean, Bogarts has obviously struggled, but that point's a valid one. I think I would say
1: if you told me Hassan Kim had these numbers at the beginning of the year at this time, and he had the war that he had, I'd be like, Holy shit. This team is 30 games over 500. (laughs) Right. Um, and, and, you know, Soda's having a really good year. Okay. Anybody that says he's not having a good year, check yourself. He's having a good season. All right. It's not an MVP season, but it's still a like top 10 player in baseball offensively season. Um, Tatis has dipped, but his production, you know, he's going to hit close to 30 home runs and drive in close to 90 RBIs potentially and have close to 30 stolen bases. Like still a good year. Yeah. Manny sucked for the first two and a half months of the season. And he's going to have his, his, maybe not his OPS numbers or his average numbers, but he's going to hit 30 home runs. He's going to have probably 90 RBIs something along those lines. Right. So. You know, the only player of the big four that's going to have a significantly worse season than they've had in their careers is Xander Bogarts, unless he gets crazy hot.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think you're right. I agree. It's weird. We've talked about it's like, hey, wait, Tatis has been pretty solid considering the circumstances. Soto Machado have been very good as of late. The bullpen, the starters, and there's still two games under 500. But again, they are playing a lot better right now in July. Um, we're going to get back to the chat in a moment. If you're here, please subscribe. If you're here, we appreciate the supers. Just click the dollar sign in the chat box down below. We need to remind you about one of our partners here on the wrap-up show. They've been with us for the better part of the last two years. Great company, Aura, plant-based nutritional products. Their co-founder, Will, is a huge Padres fan, a native San Diego. this company's office is right here in Liberty Station mm-hmm. in San Diego. If you're looking to get healthier, you need to turn to our friends at aura at ORA.organic or click the link in the description down below. They have amazing products like the probiotic I've taken every day for 18 months. Uh, As good of a probiotic as you could possibly ask for amazing for digestion. If you have any digestion issues, Uh, Heart health, mental clarity, you should be taking the probiotic from Aura. They have pre-workout supplements, omega-3 oils. If you're taking a fish oil, you can take the omega-3 oil from Aura. Proteins for after workouts, sleep pills, immunity pills, something for everyone. You can shop at ORA.organic as you watch or listen to the wrap-up show or click the link in the description down below. But again, if you're looking to get healthier, yourself, your family, your friends, whatever it is, plant-based products from our friends at ORA.organic. Yep, go there right now,
1: www.ora.organic. Pick up some supplements. Um, you know, if you're thinking about getting healthy and you, you want to start taking some supplements, you don't know where to go, the best place to start is Aura. Um, they're all plant-based, organic, cleanest on the market.
0: Go there right now, pick up some stuff, and uh, you'll thank us later. All right, thank you, Aura. Thank you guys for hanging out. Please subscribe if you're here. Trade deadline primer, Padres over the Rangers on their way for Denver. They'll open a series on Monday At 540 Pacific, I believe. Thank you, no name for the super. And he says, anyone that thinks Soto is disappointing, look at his road splits. They're above his career averages. What's interesting about this point is I've talked about this a lot. Ballpark factors. Peko has not been a good hitter's yard. It's changed a little bit here, obviously, in the summer months. Surprise, it's warmer. Um, But that's interesting that he's been very good on the road. As opposed to at home. I mean, he's got his OPS is a 100 plus points better than Hassan Kim. And we're pretending like Hassan Kim <laughs> is the greatest player in baseball history. So, Juan Soda's had a nice year. No matter mm-hmm. what anyone said, I don't care about road splits or home splits. It's just put it all together. He's got a 930 OPS or something near it. That's a good year. Uh, yeah. Overall, Soda's had a really good year. The first month and a half of a season was not good. I
1: was like the first one to call him out for it. And, you know, it, it He'd probably tell you the same thing. Like, I need to be a lot better, and he became a lot better. He's an all star. He's deservedly an all star. Uh, he's top five in OPS in the league with a bum finger, right? So he's had a really good year, and he bounced back in a huge way after the first month and a half of this season, which were which was just god awful. I think that's
0: probably a stretch. <laughs> was it his first month and a half? It was, it was that bad? bad? It, it was that bad. I mean, he's seventh in baseball in OPS, and he's second in baseball and on base. So it I couldn't know. have been that bad to get to top everything two was, and top seven. Everything besides his on-base his on percentage was dog shit. I'll trust you. Um, all right, back to that one, Homie's Garage. Thank you. He says, uh, who was the last player that we traded for at the deadline and made a big impact other than Soto? I, I don't think Soto really made a big impact last year. Now, I think he is right now, mm-hmm. to your point. Okay, the last big impact player at the deadline was big impact. Mitch Moreland. <laughs> no, that was huge.
1: I mean, you're right. Preller – There has, has, first of all, there hasn't been many opportunities to make like that trade for a guy that can make a huge impact. Right? Didn't really do it in twenty twenty one, even though he traded for Adam Frazier and he could have made an impact and he didn't. Um, last year, all the trades that they that he made, Bell didn't really have much of an impact. Drury, not much. I'll say this, Josh Hader. There you go, Josh. That's a good one. Josh Hader last year, um, he might have struggled. Oh, to start you think? <laughs> yeah. but his yeah. September
0: and his October were pretty Huge. close to perfect other than not being used in the Philly series but that no, was not talk his about choice that.
1: oh and Tim Hill they projected traded for Tim Hill too
0: he was, he's been good yeah a nice serviceable piece for a number of years yeah, yeah. not Josh Hader caliber obviously right but, yeah but it's like interesting offensive pieces none
1: other than Soto none
0: Fernando Tatis Jr. was a decent deadline trade Okay, you know what I mean, John. <laughs> you know what I, I mean. mean
1: what it was. No, like yeah, I mean, back
0: to that year. Yeah, well they've only they've only been buyers the last 20, 20, 21 and 22, right? 19, 18, 17, 16, 15 they didn't buy. Right. At the deadline. Buying, right, at the deadline. So they've been buyers the last 3 years and we'll see what happens um here on Monday or Tuesday. I mean, we are less than 48 could, hours could, out. Could happen right now. Could. I mean, I haven't been on Twitter. Does anything happen? No, because I think everyone in the chat would tell us. Probably true. But, yeah, I don't know. Are, are, is it going to be a flurry, Jim? What's your over-under? Total moves made by A.J. Preller. And is it all going to come Tuesday because they're waiting for Monday's result? Because they want everything they can possibly have mm-hmm. before making decisions? Are they one under or are they three under? Heading uh-huh. into the deadline on Tuesday. Do they need to know that? I wouldn't think they do. Well, I put the over under at one and a half, and I took the over. Yeah, it's gonna. Be, yeah, I agree. I think so we'll make I multiple trades.
1: Say two.
0: I don't know what the pitching matchup is tomorrow, but I'm assuming it doesn't matter, and the Padres should be a favorite and a heavy favorite. Uh, Lugo, Gomber, Gomber's been awful. He's got a five eight. Lugo's got a three six. So they'll be, you know, they might be close to minus two hundred tomorrow in Colorado, looking yeah. for their first four game winning streak since like the Reagan administration. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Let me read what Dennis Lynn said, by the way, um, about, because we kind of buried this. He says, uh, while league sources early Sunday evening said the Padres were still listening on Snell and Hayter, there was a growing feeling around the industry that San Diego would hang on to both pending free agents through Tuesday's trade deadline. President of baseball operations, AJ Prellers maintained high asking prices for either pitcher. And it seems safe to assume a third consecutive victory over the Rangers uh, would not significantly lower his target. And then he goes on to say this this is the great qualifier. It's like a conference realignment line. Yeah. But at this time of the year with this particular club, it's safe to assume next to nothing. Yeah. Dennis Lynn in the athletic. Let me ask you this, John. If
1: you were in charge of this team, if you were the GM right now after this weekend. oh, you weekend, sound like Pedro. What would you
0: do? So if John was the oh, GM- I didn't even see this. <laughs> I love this Pedro. Thank you. It says if John was GM, what moves would he make? You have carte blanche from Siler to move anyone. Soto, Hater, Snell. Great show, guys. Don't ban me. Um, well, obviously, I'm not I'd never advocate moving Soto. I'd listen on Hater and Snell. Um, I think at this point, if you move one of those two, you're basically risking 2023 in the clubhouse. Um, but I'd add risking. starting pitching. I'd it's add over. starting pitching. Um, because I think they'll need it, because the Waka situation, because of Lugo innings, and you're basically asking for everyone to be healthy from here on out. So I'd add starting pitching, I'd add bench depth pieces, and I think I can do that affordably. And I mean, if I could upgrade at center field, I'd love to do it. But I want back end starting pitching. I want more depth on my bench. And if I if I can upgrade um, at center field, that's what I'm doing. I think I have enough with my bullpen because of Wilson and Suarez and Hader. Others, Martinez, if he pitches effectively. I'm not rocking the boat. Um, so, you know, I'd make a couple of calculated moves. I wouldn't make any crazy move and trade any top two, three, four prospect in the organization. And I'd count on the team that I have in the clubhouse to play the way they've played in July. But, you know, I, w- I wouldn't I would make some massive trade that alters everything. That's for sure. How about I you, Jim? Um...
1: I would still listen to all offers on snow and hater, I would yeah, it doesn't hurt, and if something blew me away, if someone offered like their first second and like fifth ranked prospect in the organization and like two of them were top fifty, I'd be like,
0: oh, mm, shit, you just go punt on twenty twenty three no I, I probably not that's the hard part it's like yeah, it's hard to do that.
1: That's why I said this weekend means meant so much, and you're like, "No, it doesn't." No, it. you didn't. You said their <laughs>
0: mind was already made up, and I, you said their mind was made up. If and I said if they lost two or three, they'd sell. I, I said I think their mind's made up, and I yes, and I yes, said yes. on Friday on John and Jim when you were
1: driving back from LA that I think this series like determines a lot, and this series is going to mean a lot to them. Yeah, but you said their mind was made up, didn't you? As far as so I listened as before, to the entire segment, but, yeah, before the series, like it was. I think th- I thought it was made up that they are going to keep and that they would also have this series against the Rangers like put an exclamation point on either that mindset that they had before the series, which was not trade away Snell and Hater, be confirmed or sure be completely
0: just, you know, three a 180 if they got swept. I stick by everything I've said all month on Snell and Hater. And on the position of this team, if you're making trade deadline acquisitions based on a week's worth of activity, you better be right. You better be right. You know, because yes, they're playing better baseball and you could say they've played a lot better baseball in July, but does that mean it's going to continue and they're going to have to play good baseball to chase down a playoff spot? And it's a playoff spot or bust. If you don't sell, obviously at the trade deadline, I stand by that. Now they still have it in them. I've always said that it's always a possibility that they can make the postseason and the chances increase with each and every win, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the idea that you're going to buy heavily and or not sell off parts that you will get no return for in 2024 means you're only further all in. And by the way, it's not from a position of, of great strength. You're going to enter the trade deadline behind in the wild card standings, not ahead. So you have work to do no matter what you do at the yeah. trade deadline. That's why I think it's – and I said it at the top, top of the show – there's risk in both avenues. Obviously, you can't, you're can't. you going to draw 3.2 million fans. You're not selling Hater and Snell on a four-game winning streak, one game under 500. That's not their MO. But look at the Mets. And The Mets were a half game behind the Padres like a day ago, and they're just selling off parts because they don't think they have enough, and they're looking at the standings and the teams in front of them, and they're thinking, this isn't our year. So we might pretend like the only strategy is to buy, 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 but there are teams in very similar spots to the Padres that aren't probably going to be as aggressive and or would sell off parts where the Padres won't, if that makes sense. It makes sense. Um, Sam, thank you. It says, Ty France can be an upgrade over Crony. I agree, but you're paying him $80 million, unfortunately. So where does he go? Be a nice platoon there at first base. Yeah, I guess so, maybe. Jake's hit. Jake's played a little better of late. He just needs, he needs yeah. to play like... A lot better <laughs> right um i don't think he does that one homies garage thank you says does carp survive the season i kind of be sur- surprised if he survived tuesday to be honest um bomo after the game said he would get some at bats at some point i almost puked just got my wrap-up show trucker hat amazing is nice. that this one this isn't trucker but by the way this is down below this wrap-up show cap click the link in the description down below i think it's a tagged product whatever that means on youtube right now if you want yeah. this wrap-up show cap you could pick it up. It is down below. Thank you. That one, homies' garage. Very cool. Thanks, man. Um,
1: yeah, I don't want to see more of carp. I don't want to see Carpenter again. Like, I- I'm sorry, but um, this is it. This is done. They should they should release him. And maybe they're waiting. Maybe they're trading for somebody, and then they're going to release him. Like that's the corresponding
0: move. I don't know. Probably. I, um, I don't think he's got more than a day or two. I, I, yeah. I just. Yeah. No. Nah. Um, guys, Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. If you are here, if you're looking at a place to play, a place to play fantasy sports, do it with Underdog Fantasy at underdogfantasy.com or on the Underdog Fantasy app. Use promo code PODSWRAP, P A D S W R A P. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100. If you're doing the daily drafts, they have Major League Baseball drafts going on for tomorrow, right now starting at just $3 per draft. You draft or auto draft. They take care of the rest. There are no waivers. There are no trades. Then they have the daily pick'ems going on as well, going on right now. You can do higher and lower. You can do rivals. They have something literally for everyone. They now have in-game going on as well. So if you're looking to do pick'ems, you can do it right now. Again, at underdogfantasy.com. Pick a couple of, You know, you make a couple of plays right here. I don't know who these people are because I don't know what sports these are. Where's baseball? There's baseball. There There we go. But it's as simple as this. I mean, hires are lower. You pick two and $20 pays $60. You can pick up to five, by the way. And then 20 pays, you know, more and more and more, the more you get correct. So check it out. Underdogfancy.com. Use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. And again, get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Again, a 100% deposit match up to $100 at underdogfantasy.com or on the Underdog Fantasy app. Um, All right. That might do it, Jim. But we have a couple more supers that have come in. Also, by the way, before
1: you guys, before we leave here, uh, if you haven't already, just hit the like button. We have a bunch of people watching. We had over 450 people watching. So, just hit the like button. That's all we ask. Um, No, hit the subscribe subscribe button too. Well, that too. But, you know, hitting the like button definitely helps us out. Uh, So, hit that like button and uh, subscribe to the channel.
0: And, uh, you know, we would appreciate it. And Jim doesn't know this yet, but we will do a Tuesday trade deadline show on Tuesday morning. Time TBD. We will do a Tuesday trade deadline show on Tuesday morning. And if Jim can't do it, then it'll be me and Ben Fadden. (laughs) Um, all right HBVV thank you for the super Um, and of course we have a show tomorrow night as well following Padres Rockies Uh, HBVV says Snell liked a meme of him and the Wolf of Wall Street right I'm not going anywhere seen when Leo stays he loves and doesn't want to leave San Diego need to extend him if we make the postseason now that's an interesting conversation the extension conversation on Blake Snell is a really interesting conversation and that's only going to pick up steam I mean, he's had like the best 13 start stretch in baseball history. It's been <laughs> for amazing. Whatever it's worth, it's I like will, the best 13 start stretch ever. I'll say this right now,
1: regardless of how he finishes the season, even if it's a Cy Young, I still don't want to give him an extension. I still don't. I, I just wow. I don't. Um, I just don't. I, I think that you you if you get this Blake Snell for the rest of the year, you say thank you.
0: Mm -hmm. and move along like glad we got that Snell while he was here you don't want to give him six years 200 no and and here's and here's the thing there will be a lot of
1: recency biased with a lot of people regarding Blake Snell and let me just remind you (laughs) everyone hated him (laughs) uh, yes and, and and Blake Snell albeit he has been amazing for the last 13 starts He's still a five inning pitcher. Do you want to give a guy $200 million to be a, that's a five
0: inning pitcher? I can't answer that. I mean, I can't answer that. I, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I I'd be, unless I'm getting some deal, which I'm not, I wouldn't think on Snell, then I'm not going to do it. I'm just, I'm, I'm not willing to go give another player 100 plus million. He's going to be well more than 100, by the way. Um, so I, I, with you, I 180. I, take, I don't know, whatever. I just take this year and say, Hey, keep doing what you're doing. And I hope you get paid wherever you go. Yep. Because shit, he can win the Cy Young this year. He's going to get
1: a boatload of money after this season. It just, it, it, it just, that's how it's going to work because he's had an amazing year. And people are going to think like, he's turned it around. He's, he's going to have this. I mean, maybe he does. I don't know, but the risk I'm not taking, especially for a five inning pitcher. I'm just not doing that for that much money.
0: Yeah, it's tough, man. I'm with you. I love Snell here. Yes, but not for that money. He's been amazing. Now, again, this is a great point from John. Again, with the benefit of hindsight, you got the young Snell over the old Darvish. Is Snell better than Darvish? Sure, he is right now. There's no question about it. Um, Now, could you get Snell at that price? No. Darvish was low 100s. He was like hundred. Yeah, under twenty a year. I mean, where Snell's six, not gonna be anywhere near twenty a year.
1: Six for I think it's like eighteen a year, seventeen a year.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And Snell will be a high commodity left handed guy who's gonna potentially want to cy Young. Like, are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of with Kwan that he'll be like a Met and they'll overpay. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone's gonna overpay on. I mean, can he do it again? I don't know. And Get I it and, in twenty eighteen.
1: And knowing Blake Snell. He, I bet you anything, he wants to stay in San Diego desperately because this dude, it took him two and a half years to get fully comfortable here. He is not a guy that can just get up, leave, and do the exact same thing he's doing right now in any other position, any other place. That's why I was thinking if he gets traded at the deadline, that team that he goes to, he might revert back to old Snell because one, he doesn't have the comfortability here. Uh, Two, he doesn't, he wouldn't have Gary Sanchez. Like, you know, this dude is a creature of habit. And his surroundings make a huge, huge impact, I feel like, on his performance.
0: And by the way, Johnny, you're probably right. I mean, 200 is probably a reach because it's Blake Snell and everyone's going to look at like the walk totals are always through the roof and he only throws five innings to Jim's point. But it's got to be, I don't know, it's got to be 160 plus. It's yeah. got to be. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. I think it'll be five plus years. That'd look, what be my Carlos, guess.
1: look what Carlos Rodon got from the Yankees this past offseason like what think, was it i think it was i think it was like 165 million god hey by the way i was wrong on that i'm glad the padres didn't get him. yeah that didn't work out very well <laughs> i'm glad glad I, i'm glad i the padres didn't get him because i was war i was wrong on that i i might i wanted carlos rodon over xander
0: bogarts can you imagine though that he's i mean could snell stay it's, i mean out of snell and hater do you think one of them if you nah. keep them both beyond the deadline, do you think one of them stays for twenty twenty four? If I were to pick one of those guys, that would be that would stay. I, I would not who I would
1: want, but I would say it's Snell the more likelier to stay than Hater. Yeah, like if
0: you're gonna pay Hater one hundred, I think I'd just pay Snell one fifty. Yeah, Snell's a starter, right? <laughs> that would be my guess how they would go about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, interesting. People are commenting. What's up, Rich? What up? Yeah, that just like, hey, I would hate her more likely or hater will stay or Snell over hater. It's an interesting conversation. Let's see if they survive the next 48 hours. They will. I mean, at this point, they will. Can you imagine oh, if it's wholesale sale, a wholesale selling off at the deadline? Just all no the no way. Lugo, Snell, Hater, all gone. There's no way. There's no way. Now, again, to your point, you know what? Maybe if they were swept this weekend by the Rangers, that changes everything. Probably would. All these games matter. And to their credit, they waited and waited and waited. Mets started selling off a few days ago, right? Rockies have been selling off. Why wouldn't they? Cardinals have been selling off. Why wouldn't they? Padres are waiting. What kind of team are they? Are they a playoff team or not? They're waiting to find out. We'll see. Um, All right, guys. If you've been with us here tonight, thank you. Please subscribe. We have year-round content for you, including shows coming up over the next 48 hours to get you ready for Tuesday's trade deadline. Please Hit the like button. Smash the like button for us. Follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. Thank you for the super thanks. If you're here on replay, we really do appreciate the super thanks. Thank you for, um, again, being with us here tonight. Thank you for um, our partner's support of this channel as well. Mark Nimitz and Farmers Insurance, our title sponsor. If you have insurance needs, if you support this channel, click the link in the description down below. Ora, uh, if you're looking to get healthier, O-R-A dot organic. They have products for you and your family. And again, use promo code podsrap P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100 at underdogfantasy.com or on the Underdog Fantasy app. Um, what is this, Pedro? Are you guys going to record the radio show in video? Oh, are we ever going to stream the radio show? We talked about the other night.
1: Um, Did we? On the wrap-up show, like oh we did didn't we we've we've been we've thought about doing that for the longest time like ever since we had started our own show because we had the youtube channel like a year and a half ago for the wrap-up show it's just like like i said the other night we don't have their manpower (laughs) and we don't have a producer to do it and i i I just you would just be copying jim yeah i would copy we would just be copying people so that would be a big problem we can't copy anybody um no one can copy anybody. In this even business. though we've been on YouTube for three years, right? Exactly. Uh, it's just it's just a lot of it's hard. It's hard to do because um, we don't have a set producer that would do it. Like I would need to do it and also host the you know co-host a radio
0: show. Like oh, Jim would need to do it. That, guys, come on, you know how that wouldn't be. You you really want to me to do that? I'd be even more checked out than I am. <laughs> yeah, because you're already fully checked out, so I really don't care. Um, Antonio, thank you. He <laughs> says, home. "If if a Snell or Hater resigns, you think Soto cares? Is he thinking he's going to have a whole core? The Soto thing is a whole different conversation. We're saying Snell 150, Hater 100. Soto is more than that combined, and nowhere close. He's nowhere near 250. He's nowhere near 320. I mean, who knows? What, I, I don't even know." I don't know what to think about Juan Soto's future. I'm not even
1: thinking about Juan Soto's future because there's no point in thinking about Juan Soto's future right now.
0: Join us tomorrow, Johnny, at 3, and we'll discuss further. All right. Um, Thanks, guys. Join us tomorrow, San Diego Sports 760. Mike Farron will be on the show. MLB Network Radio, amazing voice on baseball and the trade deadline. Mike Farron, MLB Network Radio will be on the show tomorrow at 3. San Diego Sports 760, iHeartRadio app, and then we'll see you tomorrow night. Padres, Rockies, can the Padres make it four in a row for the first time in 2022? We will find out. It's not 2022, is it? It's 2023. 2023, whatever. We'll find out tomorrow night. See you then. Bye-bye.
3: Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20.